ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम अज्ञानतिरांधस्ञाजन शराकया चक्षुर्मेलिमे नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्ट स्थापित येन भूतले स्वयं रूप कदा मह्यम ददा स्वदाक वंदेहम श्रीगुरोतपदकमल श्रीगुरुन्वैष्णवांश श्रीरूपाग्रजात सह गणरघुनाथन्वित तम सजीव साइत सवधूत पिजन सहित कृष्णचैतन्यदेव श्रीराधाकृष्णपादलिता श्री विशाखान्वश्च हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिकाकांतमोस्तुते सप्तकांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरी प्रि वाछाकुभ्य कृपा सन्धुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः नम ओं विष्णुपदाय कृष्णप्रेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिदस्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चातेशिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे वेलकम टू दिस व्हाट एपिसोड इज टुडे थर्ड एपिसोड third episode of the sloka learning series and in this course we're trying to learn how to uh, memorize the shlokas and apply them and in today's topic it is about uh, sandhi vichhed which means joining and division of words so when we look at a shloka for example let me just take out a sample shloka say um all right let's take a simple shloka chapter 2 text 12 now as you can see here natve vaham jatu nasam natvam neme janadhipah nachaivana bhavishyamah sarve vayam atah param now it's uh, pretty straightforward for reading but when you look at the word to word meanings <clears throat> often times this happens that when you see the word in the shlokam it's it's in, in one spelling and then in the word to word it's a different spelling altogether so why does this happen so th- that's actually because of this rules of sandhi the joining of words now honestly this signs of um joining and division of words in sanskrit is a very 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 vast subject and i have absolutely no idea <laughs> about this so <clears throat> what i do know though <clears throat> that is that um 
over the years, having read Srila Prabhupada's books, we got an idea, we got um, a good hold of, uh, like when we see the word, okay, what are the, what is this long word made up of? Maybe two or three small words. So, what we, are, what I'm trying to teach today in this session is not, uh, not at all anywhere near that of an expert level Sanskrit class. And actually, this this uh, science of sandhi, it'll take um, months, if not years, to to master. <clears throat> there are about I don't know um, thirty almost thirty rules, different different rules. So basically, so we will look at, at the absolute basics, and even if I try to explain all those rules, it will be very difficult to understand sometimes, and um, it can be a pretty dry subject, pretty dry subject. So what we are here trying to do is trying to just understand this sandhi, just enough for us to read Srila Prabhupada's books and understand the words. Because in the shloka, there are, it's made up of many words. So, we should be able to understand each and every word. So, sometimes, like for example, you can see this word here, evaham, for example. So, this evaham is actually two words. So, we need to be able to understand how to separate them, so that we can each understand each word in, um, I mean, separately from everything else. <clears throat> so, in this way, we understand each and every word. Because evaham is not a word by itself. So, as you can see here, there is eva, certainly, and aham. Mm, one second. Eva, certainly, and aham, I. But you don't find the word evaham in the word-to-word -word meaning. So, it is actually divided into these two. Eva plus aham becomes evaham. So, for those of you who are familiar with Indian languages, you will probably understand this because in school, in secondary school or primary, we are taught these things. But for others who are not used to this uh, Indian languages so much, uh, it may be a little bit difficult to catch, but it's, it should not be very difficult, especially these basics. There are a lot more rules which can be confusing, but actually all, all of this is based on common sense. Common sense is that um, it is basically made, made to make it easy for us to pronounce. For example, um, if it was not joined, for example, this verse, if it was not joined like this, <coughs> if all the words were separate, it would sound something like this. Natu eva aham jatu na asam natvam na ime jana adhipaha Nacha evana bhavishyamaha sarve vayam atahparam. So it is actually difficult to pronounce if you divide it. <clears throat> so to make it easier to pronounce so that the tongue doesn't have to fly all around the mouth, so there are these, there are these sandhi rules so that it's very easy for the tongue to transition from one sound to another, from one word to another. So if we just chant like this, Natvevaham jatunasam natvam neme janathipaha nachaivana bhavishyama sarvevaya matahparam. This is much easier than Natu eva aham jatuna asam natvam na ime jana adhipaha nacha evana bhavishyama sarvevaya matahparam. You see how 
how many times I have to stop and, and uh, like the tongue is in one position. Suppose like yesterday we have um, learned that there are velar. Velum means velum is a soft palate above, you know, the soft palate behind. That is velum. So the sounds produced from there are called velar, velar sounds, kantya. And then there is palatal, then there is retroflex, and there is dental, and there is labial, the lips. So all these five different positions are there from where we are making the sound. Now, if the tongue is at one place, and then when the, the next word starts uh, or requires the tongue to be in a different place, then there has to be a, a movement, a lot of movement of the tongue. For example, na um, ime. For example, na this neme. Neme is actually not one word. It's na. Uh, sorry, this one. Na and ime. Na plus ime is neme. So na ime. Na ime is like uh, there is a lot of um, change in the position of the tongue that you have to do. And when you are chanting it pretty fast, it can be very um, difficult for the tongue to move from here from the, the the velar place to the labial to the to the palatal to the dental to the, again to the kantya it's all very difficult so to just make it easier for the tongue to move so these sandhi rules are there so it was um, there for a very long time but uh, modern sanskrit panini the, the there was one sage called panini he wrote extensively on grammar. But anyway, we are not going to all the rules of grammar now. I just wanted to impress upon you how to be able to distinguish. When we see something, like for example, we all know in our Hare Krishna temples, when we are doing the class, so everybody chants the verse. So before chanting the verse, we chant each and every word of the verse. So that's when we may make mistake. No, so I may chant na tva, you know, tv. You see there, tv. What is that? Tv, tva. Actually, it's not tva, it's tu. But tu plus eva. In the next word, you see the starting with a. So na tu e, na tu eva aham, na tu eva aham. So to just make it a smooth transition, so it will become, u becomes v. So it's natvevaham. It has to be pronounced like one word, as if it's this whole thing is one word. This one, tvevaham, tvevaham. It's not like natvevaham. No, natvevaham. <coughs> Jato nasam. It's actually na asam. At a, not not mean, na means did not asam asam. Sorry, asam means exist. So in this way, there is a joining of words. So there are so many. So what I will do today, uh, we will just go through the very basic rules of the vowels and we will go through examples of shlokas. And all of you who are, oh, the video was out of focus for some time. Okay, sorry. Now is in focus. All right. So, so we will go through um, the basic rules of Sandhi. After that, we will go through examples of verses, different verses, random verses, and just try to understand the concept, the, the general concept of it. 
we are we are we can no way we can no way cover the entire subject of sandhi or joining of words in one lesson no way so we are just going to understand the general understanding and actually the best way to get better at this is when you read the uh, verses you also read the uh, word to word meaning and as you read you observe you observe compare it with the original verse and then word to word when you see the difference or then you know okay this is a joint word okay this is how it's joined so then you will get an idea <clears throat> so we will go to the basic rules in fact even for me this is very very difficult i am no i am no expert in sanskrit i have been repeatedly telling you this these classes sanskrit classes are only to enable us to understand shri prabhupa enough just enough to comprehend prabhupa's books whatever i have learned about sandhi also is mostly from prabhupa's books only just observing the word to word then just try to understand okay then made out what is the uh, rules for the grammar but there are so many other rules in the sandhi so now anyway coming back to the point easy to memorize vowel sandhi so vowel as we know a a e e u u r a i o u m a so of course this author of this this is actually a website article it's a, it's a web article online article so i'm just i just um, we are just going through this this is a very short article also and um, it will just give you a good idea of the concept and you see this <laughs> these words here so these are just like um, memorizing instruments just make it like a he made it like a poem so that we can easily understand but we don't need really need this so let's try to understand the concept vowels strengthen themselves so here a okay uh, we'll go back to that verse sandhi joining is happens when the rules of sandhi apply when there are two words and the last character or the last alphabet of the first word and the first alphabet of the second word okay um say tvevaham okay uh, tu plus eva hmm? tu plus eva now the last letter of the first word and the first letter of the second word so by looking at these we should uh, understand what is the word that it happens uh, what is the sorry what is the letter that will replace this and make it an, a, spo- a, a smooth joint or if it is nasam na plus asam is nasam so here this is a this is a a plus a becomes a so it will become n this two will become a and then sum is same so na sum this u plus e becomes v is not ue v so it's easy to pronounce otherwise it's tu e tu eva but no now tveva 
T V E V A as one word like that. So this is what I'm trying to say. So the first, or sorry, the last letter of the first word and the, and the first letter of the second word. We will see, and then then we will um, understand how the sandhi is made. So these rules here now. When you say this, you see a, a i u r, right? So it is actually in Sanskrit should be pronounced as a e u r plus a e u r. So that means if in the first word the last the last letter is a, and then in the second word the first letter is a, that a plus a becomes a as you can see there. A the first a and then the first a you see a plus a is a a plus a a like na plus oh that is no this is not a good example this is a plus a um what is a good example Ah, tenaham. Okay, say tenaham. Tenaham. So this is tena plus aham. Two words. So this is a. I think we will a a a plus a becomes a. So then, this will remain the same. This will remain the same, and these this a plus a is is made into a, and now it is like one word. This add this this t e n here, and this h a m here. Now it becomes te na ham. So this is sandhi, basically. So all the rules of sandhi are based on what is the what is this. and what is this these two things what they are the all the rules and what it will become if this is a consonant and this is a vowel or this is a vowel and this is a consonant what happens so all this or half vowel so all these um, combinations there are so for this there are so many rules so here in this it is said e plus e becomes e just like we saw a plus a becomes a e plus e becomes e long e uh, for example sorry this is very technical <laughs> but um, it's useful to understand we're going only going to go a little bit only on to this just to understand the concept right so e plus e what is a good example um vishidantam no mm i can't think of a good example at this point Freedom, ikshita, ikshita. No, ikshita. Hmm, I can't think of a good example, really. Anyway, when we get there, we will see. And u plus u. So basically, the same thing. The last letter is e plus the first alphabet of the second letter is e. Then it becomes e. And then whatever is here and whatever is here, just copy paste here. That's it. 
that is the sandhi sandhi word hmm. so if we go back here u small u plus u u um I can't think of a good example. So, U plus U becomes U, so elongated, that's all. And then, as we will go through uh, example verses after this, then we will have more examples to look at. Because just out of memory, to, to kind of take it out, it's, it's a bit tough. So, R plus R becomes R. So, anyway, that is very, very, very rare in, in our books. So, basically, this R, E, U, R, E, U, that is 1, then R plus E becomes A, hmm, this is important, R plus E becomes A, R plus A becomes I, R plus I becomes I, so a good example will be, uh, I think this verse already has, This one, neme. Neme is na plus ime. Na plus ime. A plus e becomes a. And then copy this. Na. And then this is me. So, name that is how you get it and these two, these two becomes E, that is all, this is Sandhi. So, we just need to know what happens to this first and last, first uh, word last letter, second word first letter, that is all we need to see, then we will understand. So, when we see the shloka, we see it as join like this name, so we need to understand what it is, so not every time you see an A, it is actually A plus E. It can be maybe part of one word like Vasudeva. When you see Vasudeva, Vasudeva, here you see A, that does not mean it is Vasuda plus Eva or this is not the case. It is not Vasuda, it is just one word. So, not every time you see A is it's two words. So, only sometimes. So, we need to, as you learn the verses and see the word to word, you will always see the, the breaking of the words, you know. Then you will notice, you will get a hang of it. In the beginning, you won't get a hang of it. You won't know. You are not expected to know. That's not your fault anyway. So, the, uh, you will understand it as you go along learning verses. And I think um, there is some lag in the video, isn't it? Kindly let me know in the comments. There is some lag between the audio and the video. That's what I see here. It's not totally smooth, isn't it? So na ima ime. So kindly let me know in the comments if it's it's all smooth or is it like you know um, getting stuck the video and how is the audio for you? Kindly let me know. Huh? So, na plus ime, so that is one, and a plus i, up um, a. It's a 
it's not so common r plus i but it is there many times i have seen also but i just can't it can't remember it often little bit yeah little bit it is but it's still okay okay so the next rule r plus a is i r plus i is i r plus u becomes o okay this is a good one uh, we can so r plus u is o r plus u is o now what is a good example asamordhva asamordhva means the lord is called asamordhva that means sama means equal urdhva means above equal or above equal to or more a means negation so sama urdhva means equal and above a means no equal and above so a sama urdhva means there is nobody equal to him and nobody above him so the lord is called asamordhva so if you actually that's a plus u but um, anyway it also gets to o only so a sama asama means not equal sama means equal asama means not equal plus urdhva so these are the two words urdhva means above so now what is the what is the joint word so this and this becomes o a plus u and a plus u also is also o so this two becomes o and this one copy it here and this one copy it here asamordhva so that's all so this is sandeep and um, r plus o is au um banauka ah yes there is a verse let's see if we can take this out mukundamala stotra 46th verse yes so you see this word divaukasaha so this divaukasaha if we see in the word to word diva plus okasaha see diva plus okasaha so a plus o becomes au divaukasaha so this is sandhi so diva plus okasaha so this and this becomes au and then copy this one copy here div and kasaha copy here divav kasaha 
So this is how the Sandhi Vichyad happens. So how do we know which one is the package of words? You just look at the synonyms. Srila Prabhupada has already done all the work for us. We don't have to make any guesses. Where is the word breaking and where is it not? Uh, over time, as you learn, looking at Srila Prabhupada's uh, books and studying, when you see the verses and you look at the word-to-word meanings, and then you observe, you observe, when you see na, just don't chant like that. Compare it with the sloka. Instead of just reading, na, you know, like, na, tu, eva, aham, compare it with the shloka and how it is changing. So by that, you can understand, okay, this is the rule. So in this way, we can understand. Then there's a plus au is also au. Okay, a plus r is r. Uh, this is found in the 10th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. I can remember 10.2, I think. Okay, you see this. Maharshayaha. Maha Maharshayaha. And here also Maharshinam. Now you see the word to word meaning. Maharshayaha. Maha plus Rishayaha. Rishayaha. Rishi means, Rishayaha means the sages. Maha means the great sages. Uh, so sorry, Maha means great. Maha, maha plus Rishayaha. Maharishayaha, great sages, together becomes Maharshayaha. So, A plus R, 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 R I, I hope you remember what's R. R is uh, R with the dot. In Krishna, K, R with dot, that is R. That is one of the, one of the vowels. It becomes R. So, Maha. Okay, here the the example is Maha. A plus R also becomes R. Maha plus Rishayaha. So this A, this R, join to become R. There's some delay in the screen today all right video and audio okay yeah there's a little bit of lag but let's proceed so r and then this maha just copy so it's maha maha and this shayaha copy as it is shayaha mahar shayaha that's all so this is the joint word or so in this way rules are formed and um, there are more rules like for example these is all vowels we are looking at vowel plus vowel on the last is vowel and on the second word the first is also vowel what if there are uh, consonants so usually when the first word ends with a vowel and the second word starts with a consonant, usually they will just as they are. There is nothing, there is no sandhi. Unless it is visarga. When it is visarga, visarga means the this H with a dot. Those, this visarga, this one, if it is ending with this and there is a 
voiced especially um, voiced consonant that means like g instead of k is vo unvoiced aghosha and uh, g is voiced and they will be they will be different it will become o aha means become o I will, we will go through all the examples huh? and at this point um, okay let's see if and, and any other oh yeah e becomes y u becomes v yes this is good so this is a semi vowel so e or u and r so the first word is ending with e or u or r and um, second word is starting with um, any other it become like for example what is a good example um tulasyam rita janmasi okay yeah 417 417 bhagavad gita um no not this yeah 18 418 now you see these two words you see this karmani and akarma karmani and akarma but <clears throat> we don't chant this as karmani akarma yahapashyed no karmanya karma yahapashyed you see the difference karmanya karma is is supposed to be read as one word actually there are there are two words okay now we will go to this board here so karmani plus a karma so now this this is the actual word because the word to word if you see karmani see that so that karmani is ending with i whereas in the verse itself it is ending with y so what is the difference because the e and next word is starting with a so instead of karmani arma karmanya karma see it's like flowing from one to another so it it is these sandhi rules are there to just ease out our our pronunciation hmm. it's actually much of it is common sense as you will get to it it is common sense where is your tongue and how it is to be pronounced so karmanya karmaya pashyet akarmani cha karmaya sabuddhiman manushyeshu sayukta kritna karma krit so the rest of these are um, pretty straight forward akarmani akarm, akarmani cha karmaya so you see here akarmani there it is not changed as y because there is no vowel so it's ending with a vowel but the second word is starting with a consonant then there is no changes will stay as they are right so but here when the one vowel yes it becomes karmanya karmanya karma so this will become karmanya karma and this is how you have to pronounce as if it's one word. although it there are two words pronounce it like one word when you see this 
when the i becomes when i a becomes y a so when the means this i becomes a y that's when you treat those two words as one word karmanya karma this is what because it also goes to the uh, count syllables so i under, i hope you understand what is syllables now syllables are as there is only one vowel inside there so karmani how many how many syllables are there? kar ka karma ni three syllables so there are three vowels in the english you see karma ni is yes, one vowel second vowel third vowel three vowels are here so when there are three vowels that means there are three syllables mani so there are three syllables huh? now akarma in this verse karmani akarma yah pashyet so karmani akarma yah pashyet becomes nine but if we treat it as one word karmanya karma yah pashyet eight so it was nine now it became eight so one syllable less so this verse these verses are of length eight syllables each that means each pada pada means one line of the verse so each shloka shloka means the verse and pada means one line of that verse how many lines so there are different chandas so gayatri chandra for sorry gayatri chandra example has only three lines each of eight syllables each but this is anushtupta uh, anushtup chanda has four lines and each line is eight syllables so if we pronounce it as karmani akarma yah pashyed so it becomes nine syllables so karmanya karma yah pashyed it becomes eight syllables so the number of syllables are reduced as well i'll give you another good example if you go to 112633 in bhagavatam Eleven twenty-six, thirty-three. Okay, this verse. If you see the last line of it, Santorvag Bibhyatoranam. There are so many sandhis in this word, in this line. Santorvag Bibhyatoranam. so if you see the word to word santaha in the in the in the verse it is santo here it is santaha and after santo it's rvag rvag but here arvak r v a g now it is a r v a k and it's not r v a g you you see apostrophe there apostrophe so that apostrophe is denoting the a actually so this is another sandhi so there actually there are so many rules that's why so we just have to observe it we don't have to really know all these rules at the moment we just have to observe that this becomes like this next time we see that okay we know it is a 
So whenever there is an apostrophe there, it means that word starts from a, but it, it is ending with g in the verse and then in the, in the word to word, it is ending with k. So why is that? So that is another rule. So we will go to that later. But santa, santaha, arvak and then bibhyataha. So because the bibhyata word is starting with b, b is a voiced uh, velar sound, voiced unaspirated velar sound. So velar means, no, sorry, no, sorry, labial, labial, voiced unaspirated labial sound. Labial means lip. So it's made with the lip, b, and it is not pa. Pa is unvoiced, aghosha. B is from the deeper part of the throat, so it's voiced. So, and it's not aspirated. Bh, bh is aspirated, so this is only b. So it's a voiced consonant, and and there is a unvoiced consonant on the last word. Like here, you see ak, arvak, as you can see on the board here, arvak. So that is ending with k. So that is an unvoiced consonant. It's not g, it's k. K is unvoiced. G, uh, then you make it from the deeper part of the throat. G, but this is k. So when an unvoiced consonant has to join with a voiced consonant, it becomes the voiced version of k. K becomes g. You know, k becomes g. So I know, I know this is a lot, <laughs> but mm, try to be a little patient. Because we are just trying to understand this concept the, in a general way. There is no need for us to learn exactly the exact rules. But if we know the general rules and then slowly we can pick the others up as we notice the shlokas. That's all. Even I learned like that. In fact, I do not, I do not know all the rules. I do not know. But by looking at it, got the hang of it over the years. So as much as you... Just observe, you actually you don't have to learn this, you don't ha this whole lesson, you can do away with this, but you should very closely observe the um, word to word meaning and then compare it with the shloka always and see, oh, this is how it is changing. So, a plus u is o. So, for those who are, those who are um, familiar with Indian languages, so for them they understand, for others they may not understand why it is different. So, to explain that, so we are having this session, so that we can break this, break the words individually, so that we can learn each of those words. As we will learn in the, tomorrow is about the tunes, the day after tomorrow is about understanding and that's where we get into the words, each word of the shloka. So that's where uh, we need to know this, how to divide them. We don't need to really know because they already divided for us, Srila Prabhupada has divided all the words. So, just understanding the reason why they are divided in that way. That's all. That's all we are trying to learn here. So, Santorvag Bibhyatoranam. Bibhyataha. You see, Bibhyato. Here it is Bibhyato. Whereas, in the word to word, it is Bibhyataha. Bibhyataha. So, it is Bibhyato. So, this is again a Visarga. That means the Aha sound. Uh, goes and in fact ranam here it is ranam apostrophe ranam that apostrophe means what a when you see apostrophe it is actually an a 
in the sandhi it is as apostrophe actually in sanskrit it will be like this um, it will be like this that means um, santaha santaha and this this is this is santaha all right and then arvak um i'm very <laughs> arvak so this is arvak right so now when you join in in english it will become santorvak but this k became a g because of the next word because there is the end of this word and the next word is starting from another and then that rule caused it to become a g but alone on its own it is a k so santorvak it became like this so in sanskrit how that would look like santo um vak so this s you see here this s s looks like s so that becomes in english the apostrophe santorvak so that is the uh, reason behind that apostrophe why the apostrophe is there so anyway this is all technical but that's how it will become so when you see an apostrophe always it is a, a when you divide it um, remember that um what is next if we go into this okay now e a r of we have um, we have um, example in i think second chapter of bhagavad gita in the beginning i think it's the second chapter fourth verse no fifth verse ah pujar how okay good you see this word Pujarhavari. Pujarhavari. Actually, there are three words there. Pujarhav is actually Puja plus Arhav. It's not, you notice it, it is ending with a U here in the word to word meaning. Whereas, in the verse itself, it's ending with a V. This is because the next word is starting with a and it's ending with au on the on the previous word and then a on the other word so au plus a becomes ava ava so that that's why it's ava pujarhav arisudana so that becomes like that so that is another example in this way there are so many uh, examples so now another example would be um bhavan bhishmascha dronascha so i think uh, yes 
no not this one oh one sorry one eight you see this the first line bhavan bhishmascha bhishmascha so bhish s with the dot sh hmm? with the kanthya velar sh bhishmas s with the accent on top sh as in the tongue is at the ch point but sh so bhishmascha karanascha but if you see the word to word it's bhishmaha so bhishmahacha actually if you don't put any sandhi rule bhavan bhishmahacha karnahacha but it is difficult to pronounce like that moving the tongue so much bhishmahacha karnahacha so it is easy bhishmascha karnascha so the tongue is already there near cha when you say bhishmash the sh sound is already the tongue is at the cha location that means the palate upper palate so it's already there so basically make the tongue move closer to the next words starting sound so that it is a smooth transition bhishmascha instead of bhishmahacha like break it and no staccato smooth instead of staccato staccato means like breaking and breaking and breaking and like that so instead of the words breaking up like that it has to be smooth so that is causing that um bhishmascha karanascha so because the next word starts with cha therefore bhishma bhishmaha plus cha becomes bhishmascha so that is another example this is consonant and consonant so like like this there are many many rules so what i want you to learn from this is just observe the shlokas and then see the rule how is it changing so just as you see more and more of that rule then you will understand okay next time you see that bhishmas so when we are chanting in the on the in the class om oh, um, bhavan everybody says bhavan and then bhishmas then everybody says bhishmas so not so that is wrong so we have to look at the word to word always that is the actual word bhishmaha and then cha then karnaha and cha kripascha next line you see kripascha actually kripascha hmm so in this way when we look at the word then we know the exact actually actually what the word is and because of the joining rule therefore it has become in this way kripascha actually it's kripascha and vikaranascha again vikaranascha now here there is another interesting thing saumadattis saumadattis hmm you look at the word to word here saumadattihi h with the dot below that means visarga aha so, but it's not aha it's ihi because it starts ending with saumadattihi Uh, so saumadatti and then next is tathaiva so because the next one is on the dental ta ta is dental sound ta when you put your tongue at the teeth just behind the teeth uh, upper teeth ta so that sound is a dental sound so therefore the sibilant sibilant means sh sh s so these are called sibilants and there is aha which is glottal actually we yesterday we forgot to see the glottal the last alphabet of sanskrit aha which is glottal which is from 
the throat. Ha. Um, so anyway, Sauma Dattis. Why does Dattis instead of Dattish like Vikaranash Cha or Bhishmash Cha? Because the next word there was Cha. And if you remember, if you remember, let's go back and lesson 2. Yeah. If you go here and if you remember this diagram, you see cha where it is? It's palatal. It is here at the middle of the upper portion of the mouth. Cha, palatal. And ta is here, dental. Dental, the first one you see, ta. So, tathaiva. So, in the somadattihi, so the, the h dot, h with the dot below, that will become dental. So, the, in, in the sibilant sounds, sh, sh, sh. Sh is palatal, sh is velar, and sh is dental. So, it will become sh instead of sh. If all this is like way over, over your head, <laughs> um, just observe it. That's all. What can I say? Because this subject is actually very dry. This is very hard to make it interesting because it's very technical and very, um, how to say, um, not that interesting, you know, but it helps. It helps. So, for that purpose, we are learning this. And Saumadattis Tathaivacha. All right. So, now we will go and look at some example verses and I welcome all of you, uh, all of you that are watching, please paste some verses in the comments so that we can analyze them also and see the division, how they are divided. Just to see, we may or may not understand the exact rule of what it should become and how it became, but we just see how it, they are changing and how these words are formed, that's all. So today we are only going, only going to do that. It's a very, quite a simple session in fact. Hmm. Because actually, if we want to make it, it can be very, very, very complicated and it will take a few months. So, neither do I know that much Sanskrit and neither we need to know that much. Because Srila Prabhupada was, is so kind that he took all the effort of breaking up each and every word by understanding the Sandhi, these rules of you know, joining and division. And he has separated everything for us. He has done all the work for us. We only need to Observe it, learn it, and apply it. So that's why Prabhupada said in the lectures, I have I have included the diacritic marks, I have you know given the word-to-word meaning, I have divided the words. So please use this to learn. Prabhupada said how many times he said this. So that's why we are learning it. Just to understand how much work actually went into translating the books. It's not about just Bhavan Bhishma Sakaran, all I just write something. No. Of course, the writing, you know, Prabhupada also wrote purports, translations, but also the word to word. He broke up each and every word. You know, how much work that is. So, Srila Prabhupada did this whole night, every night he was, you know, doing all these things. Uh, for us to learn itself, you know, it's, it's uh, <laughs> going way above our head. But he was doing this at the age of 70 plus 80, you know, like he was traveling all over the world and doing all these things. And he translated so many books Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, Chaitanya Charitamrita. How many thousands and thousands of verses he did like this? So we can just appreciate 
um, by learning this, by, you can appreciate how much work went into the whole thing. Um, so please post some uh, shlokas as I said and we will analyze them also and now we will go through a few example shlokas. Right? Let's go to second chapter. Guru Nahatva Himahanu Bhavan Shreyo. You see Shreyo. Bhoktum. Shreyo here became Shreyaha. So when you see an O, because O is a, is a compound vowel, right? Pure vowel is A. And A, E, E, U, U. These are pure vowels. But also, uh, there is the longer uh, version of it. Um, A, E, U. So these means it can be, it's not exactly every time, but it can be the joining of two words, especially when it comes at the end or start, then we have to look out for these things. So, Shreyo, Shreyo, the O, when we say O at the end there, we should understand, ah, this must be some uh, Sandhi going on, Sandhi rule. So, when we see in the word to word, oh, it is Shreyaha. So, we should actually chant it, when we are dividing it, it should be Shreyaha. When we are chanting it together in the verse, it should not be Shreya Bhoktum Bhaiksham Api Haloke. No. It should be Shreyo when we are chanting it together. But when we are separating it, it is Shreya. So Bhaiksham Apiha. Apiha. When you see E with a long uh, so you can guess, okay, this can be a so E plus E become E. So in, if you see in the word to word, actually that is the case. Not every time when you see E means it's a, it's a joint. But it can be a joint. Api plus iha. Api iha. Loke. Hatvartha. Hatvartha. There are two words there. How we know? We see the a in between. A. That means there is something. Hatva plus artha. Hatvartha. So in this way, kaman. Here you see kaman. Here kamams. Why? Kamantu. It is. It is. Uh, it doesn't flow. Kamam. Kamams tu. Kamams tu. So these are all rules. Um, um, especially when there is a nasal kaman end with a nasal and then there is a consonant on the other side, then it becomes sibilant, and the n becomes m. So all these rules are there. So many rules. So you can just um, try to understand things are there and watch out for them. And in 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 the trans, I mean the word-to-word meanings, we can notice these things. And gurun ihaiva, ihaiva, I. When we see I in the beginning, I mean in the, in the middle, a i, that means okay, this can be. And if we see in the this thing, oh yes, it is iha plus eva, ihaiva, bhunjiya. In the beginning. You may not be able to. How can you see Ihaiva and then understand it's two words? How can I understand? I, I don't understand. So it doesn't matter. So just observe it. And once you once, twice, thrice, four times you observe it, or oh, then you can understand. Okay, next time then you see ah when then you will uh, have a hunch. Okay, this can be two words. Let's see. Oh yeah, it's two words. So you will see like that. In the beginning you won't understand. I I I agree. So as we go on, we will get the hang of it. That's what we're going to learn. And um, 
महानुभावान महा महानुभावान ऑल्सो इज टू वर्ड्स महा प्लस अनुभावान महा प्लस अनुभावान महानुभावान आ प्लस अ इज आ अ प्लस अ इज आ अ प्लस आ इज आ सो ऑल आर आ सो इन दिस वे देर आर रूल्स नेक्स्ट विल गो टू द नेक्स्ट वर्स ओ यस न चैत कतरन्नो गरीयो यद्वाजयेम यदिवानो जयेयु सोमनी हियर याने वहत्वा नजजीविशामस्तेवस्थिताह प्रमुखे धार्तराष्ट्र दे सोमनी हियर इन दिस वर्स न चैतद यू सी चैतद हियर बट इफ यू सी इन द वर्ड टू वर्ड छ प्लस एतत एतत एज यू कैन सी देयर इज एंडिंग विथ अ टी but chaitad is ending with a d because the next word is vidmaha v v is a voiced semi vowel it's a semi vowel ya ra la va these are semi vowels so v is voiced from here v so because it is voiced the last word i mean the last letter of the previous word t t is unvoiced t is unvoiced the is voiced the is for more from a deeper part of the throat so when it is the in the last and the next one is a voiced one then this one also has to become a voiced so that there is a smooth transition when you are pronouncing it na chaitat vidmaha it is it is difficult na chaitad vidmaha because this the voiced already we are the the at the end is already a voiced sound so voiced to voiced is easy to transition so that's why you see that and then kataran no no here is actually naha so it's a visarga naha plus uh, <coughs> a consonant sometimes it becomes r uh, when it, oh that is when it is followed by a vowel then it becomes r but when it is followed by consonant it becomes no like naha becomes no gariyo again ending with o that means <coughs> gariyo here we say gariyaha gariyo becomes gariyaha yadivano jayeyu again no no is na jayeyu yaneva hatva yaneva hatva na jijivishamas all right ha jivishamas jijivishamas ending with s and next next line you see te jijivishamaste like namaste for example why we say namaste go here namaste actually if you see this there are two words here it's not one word namaha plus te te means you uh, namah means respect respect to you that is namaste so namah here it is ending with ah and here it is starting with ta so when it is a dental then this ah becomes dental sibilant when the visarga visarga means is h with a dot so that is followed by a dental unvoiced sound ta like this 
then it becomes a dental sibilant. So, namas. And this ta will remain ta only. Namaste. And the next, uh, the rest also is the same. Sorry. Namaste. This is how it is produced. So, namaste. So, it is not a single word actually. There are two words. So, everything like this we can understand uh, in the sandhi. So, just keep a watch out of this. I mean, watch out for that. Uh, joining and divisions. So, as we go more and more, then we will understand. Okay. Um, vast, af, uh, say, here you see vasthitaha, vasthitaha, and vasthita has an apostrophe in the beginning. That means it means a avasthitaha, avasthitaha. So, as we can see here in the word to word, it's avasthitaha. But when it is put together, instead of saying te avasthitaha, te vasthitaha, the a, the extra syllable is removed and te vasthitaha pramukhe dhartarashtran. But it is actually te avasthitaha when you separate it. And another good example is the 10 to 32 for this. Ye nyeravindaksha. ಅರವಿಂದಾಕ್ಷ Aravinda plus Aksha is Aravindaksha. Ye Anye Aravindaksha Vimukta Maninas ending with S. Actually it's Maninaha. See Maninaha. Twai Twayasta Bhava Twayasta. You see there is two Ys there. Actually it is Twai as you can see here. Twai T V A Y I. Tvai. But here T V A Y Y. Why? Because the next one is a A. Tvayastabha. So it is supposed to be like one word. Tvayasta. Tvayastabhavad avishuddha buddhayaha. Aruhya krachrena parampadam tataha. Patantyadho. Okay, here. Patantyadho. Patantyadho. Actually, it is patanti plus adhaha, adhaha, because next word is anadrita, it is nadrita, nadrita, apostrophe nadrita, apostrophe nadrita, apostrophe is a, anadrita, and because it is a visarga, adhaha, as you can see here, adhaha, see that, patanti adhaha, but adho, it becomes adho. Because the next word next word starts with a vowel a. So patanti and this patanti is ending with y here, but here you can see it's ending with i. So actually it is patanti with i, patanti. But next word is a starting with a. So patantyadho. So whenever it becomes y, 
the next word join it together and pronounce together as if it's one word instead of say, saying patanti adho patanti adho patanti adho patanti adho as if it is we will write it here Patantyadho, as if it's one word. So pronounce it like that. So even in the chanda, when we are using, when we are using the uh, what is that? The tunes for the shlokas, which we will learn tomorrow. There also, you will need to know how many syllables are there when you calculate. So when you divide it like this, there will be more syllables. Like patanti adho. How many syllables? Patanti Adho 5. But if you join it like this, Patanti Adho, Patanti Adho 4. See, one syllable less. So, this is how this is how your calculation can go wrong if you, if you don't understand the Sandhi rules. So, these are some of the things to remember. And just, just uh, pay attention, that's all. In this class, it is actually a very short class today. So, in this class, basically I wanted to show that you pay attention to the, the words, each and every word and just note how it, they are changing when they join. Eventually, you get the hang of it. Like this, we can show many, many verses. Hmm? But I think you kind of understand what I am trying to say. Because this is not, a, not at all a comprehensive class on Sandhi. Right. Just take another example. Dehi nosminya tha dehe kaumaram yauvanam jarata tha dehantara praptir dheeras tatra namuhyati. So again, do the same analysis. Dehi no, what it is becoming? Oh, dehi naha. Dehi no becomes dehi naha because it is a visarga and followed by oh asmin. This is smin but with the apostrophe so that means it is asmin it is not smin not dehino smin no asmin yatha dehe <coughs> and each word now neme in the other word na plus ime but here dehe is not da plus ihe no it is dehe it's one word so it is not a sandhi here in this case kaumaram yauvanam jara tatha dehantara dehantara is actually two words. Deha, as you can see here, Deha plus Antara. Dehantara. Deha plus Antara. That means, Anta means end. Antara means at the end of the body, to, of the transference of the body. Deha Antara. Praptir, again you see, Praptir becomes here Praptihi. Why the H became R? Because next line is Dhiras. Praptihi dhiras, it is difficult to pronounce. Tatha dehantara praptihi dhiras. You can pronounce, but it is not so easy as praptir dhiras. Um, so, to facilitate that thing, it, the rule is like this. When visarga followed by a voiced uh, dental sound, then it is um, becomes ra. Praptir dhiras tatra namohyati. So, in this way it is constructed. So, like this you can go on, just note, every time just note, alright, and slowly, slowly you will get the hang of it, and that's how even I learned, I don't know the rules, anything, I don't know anything, 
but we just saw this and learn learn through the word to word meaning matra this is 214 bhagavad gita matra sparsha sparshastu so it's actually sparshah i think yeah here sparshah sparshahatu but it became sparshastu because it is ta the next word is starting with ta or tu so s it becomes s dental sibilant स्पर्शास्तु कौंते शीतोष्ण दिस इज अ गुड एग्जांपल शीतोष्ण इज टू शीत प्लस उष्ण शीत इट दिस इज नॉट सीता सीता मींस दिस कॉन्सर्ट ऑफ लॉर्ड रामचंद्र दैट इज सीता डेंटल सिबिलेंट बट शीत शीत मींस फ्रॉम द पैलेटल सिबिलेंट शीत एंड इज नॉट शीता आल्सो शीत that means winter or cold sheetha and ushna ushna means summer hot so sheetha plus ushna becomes sheetoshna a plus u becomes o like when we chant a u and we transition from a to u a halfway is o so a plus u becomes o halfway that one so that in that way and then agama payino ending with the o and then the next one starting with apostrophe oh, that means that is a anityas instead of saying nityas and it's not even nityas nityaha anityaha sorry because there's apostrophe anityaha why it became nityas because in the previous one agama apayino apayinaha here is apayino agama plus apayino actually agama plus apayinaha become agama apayino and the next one is anityas so it becomes agama apayino nityas why it became s because next line is tam stitikshasva bharata so this is uh, just to show you how it works and uh, i don't have much to say more than this for the sandhi it's a very uh it is something that you have to just observe and learn all right like this we can just go every verse every verse there are sandhi and vichhed so we have to vichhed and then you know separate them um basically we have covered usually the usual ones that we see in prabhupada's books there are some of course i did not cover everything um not everything i can cover also in here it's very technical in fact मृतवाय वि अपोस्ट्रफियर अमृतवाय अमृतवाय सी हियर अमृतवाय दपोस्ट्रफ दीन्स अ सो द मीन्स दिस सह सह युसी सह सह अमृतवाय बिकम्स सोमृतवाय सो इन दिस वे इट इज द सो दट्स ऑल एक्चुअली आई वॉन्ट टू से फॉर टूडे इट्स अ वेरी शॉर्ट सेशन आवर शॉर्ट सेशन इज मोर देन वन आवर but um, that's pretty much it just note and take note and learn along the way that's all no need to learn all the rules and everything now there's no need now but tomorrow we will learn how to chant the shlokas in the proper tunes so that is very important because that will help us to chant nicely and also correctly and we will also that helps in detecting anything that we have missed because if we have missed something it will not fit into the tune 
so maybe one word or one one letter we have missed we can use this chanda the tune to see that hey, something is not fitting us maybe i'm missing some word and look back oh yeah this word is missing so like that we can actually analyze but if we don't sometimes it is hard to catch and also to learn the verse it is easy to use the tune uh, in six verse of tulsi song it is very difficult to pronounce the brahma hatya adhikani could you explain furthermore how correct we have to say okay so this is the question she is asking shwetalina mataji is asking sixth verse okay this is actually the pradakshina mantra yani kani cha papani brahma hatyadi kani cha so if we go to here yani kani cha papani brahma mm. and all of you please if you have any other doubts any other questions about this pronunciation of uh, this this long words or something which is difficult if you have anything in your mind uh, please post it in the comments we can probably you know clear that out for you brahma hatyadi kani cha tani tani pranashyanti pradakshina pade pade so brahma hatya brahma hatya means brahma means brahmana hatya means killing hatya means killing yani kani cha papani whatever sins papani means sins so sins whatever sins i have committed even to the extent not i i mean if one commits whatever sin one commits brahma hatyadikani cha hmm so uh, even if it is it may be the 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 murder of a brahmana even if that kind of sin that murdering a brahmana is a terrible sin but even that tani tani pranashyanti pradakshina pade pade so as we go around the tulsi maharani even such great sins are absolved even the sin of killing a brahmana is not that you know we kill the brahmana and then go around tulsi purposely no but whatever we have done in our past lives whatever it is all the sins will be rid we will rid of we will get rid of all the sins just by going around the tulsi maharani so brahma hatyadikani cha so that's how it is pronounced yani kani cha papani brahma hatyadikani cha tani tani pranashyanti pradakshina pade pade um maha ishwaram okay good so kunti mata ji is asking here so there is 103 actually there is uh, i want to actually touch upon another verse also which many devotees also have a doubt about 103 okay maheshwaram here we see maha ishwaram so this is a plus e becomes a
ப்ளஸ் ஈஸ்வரம் திஸ் ஆ அண்ட் இஸ் இ பிகம் ஜாயின் டுகெதர் டு ஃபார்ம் ஏ அண்ட் திஸ் கம்ஸ் இன் ஆஸ் இட் இஸ் விச் இஸ் எம்ஏஹெச் அண்ட் ஸ்வரம் கம்ஸ் ஸ்வரம் கம்ஸ் ஆஸ் இட் இஸ் விச் இஸ் ஸ்வரம் மகேஸ்வரம் திஸ் ஹவ் இட் ஜான் அனதர் ஒன் இஸ் மார்னிங் மங்களாரதி சாங் இந்த ஃபோர்த் வர்ஸ் சதுர்விதாஸ்ரீ பகவத் பிரசாதோ ஸ்வாத்வன்ன திருப்தாம் ஸ்வாத்வன்ன திருப்த ஸ்வாத்வ் ஹவு This this spelling like this. How to pronounce this? Swadvanna. So why it is like this? Actually this V means it is actually U. U. So it is actually Swadu. Anna. Becomes this U plus A becomes V. Just like I plus A becomes Ya. and when it happens like that not only with y but also with v it has to be like one word so it's not like swadv and then anna no swadvanna mm. so whenever there is a y it has to be treated like one word the two words should be treated like one word hmm? and in same with v uh, when it is v ending with v swadvanna instead of saying swadv and then anna separately just say it together as if it's one word swadvanna sorry swadvanna so these are uh, when e or u is the last letter on the first word and then the other word starts with e or a e or u not u a or e if it is u on this one r e and if e on this one then a and u no a and u is different e plus u yeah u it becomes u correct so as long as it's not the same what i'm saying is <laughs> so if the last if the first word whatever it is ends with not a but e and the starting word i mean the second word whatever it is it starts with e then it becomes e is not a t sorry if it is looking like a t it is e this is e right so but if it is not e on the other side so if it is not same e and e is becomes e u and u becomes u a plus a becomes a but if it is different if it is a plus u Hmm? becomes o and a plus e becomes a plus e when you say i it is actually e in sanskrit so a plus e becomes a and a plus sorry a plus o is au in this way but what if that is starting with a i mean the starting letter starting word has a in the end 
But what if the starting letter has, starting word has E in the end and the next word is not starting with E but maybe A and then something. It will become Ya. Or if it is, if it is say U, it will become U and it is pronounced and whatever is here will come here, what is here will come here and it is pronounced as one word. So now if it is the first word whatever it is, it is ending with U like Swadu and Anna, Swadvanna and it is starting with A and then this thing will become Va and whatever is here will come straight and whatever is here will come straight and then chant as one word Swadvanna like that or if it is U plus uh, what is that? E. Then it becomes V and whatever is here and whatever is here. So in this way. So I don't know if there is an example for that. Maybe there is somewhere but I can't remember which loka where. So in this way the things are mentioned and um, okay. When reading a shloka, Vijay Sharma is asking any words beginning with an apostrophe do we pronounce with an A or not? Okay, good. So, when you are chanting the shloka, when you are chanting the shloka together, we don't pronounce it. The apostrophe means it's silent. But when we are breaking it up, we should know that it is not like, um, like this. Only when we are breaking up, then we should know that it is like Nye. We when we are chanting the verse, Ye Nye Ravindaksha Vimukta Maninas, Ye Nye Ravindaksha, it is actually as if the A is not there. So that's how you chant when you chant it together as a verse, when all the words together. It's meant to ease out, it's meant to ease the chanting. That's why the Sandhi rules are there. But when you separate it, then you have to chant the original word that it is. So it's not nye, it's not ye, it's anye. But when you chant it, you don't chant ye anye aravindaksha vimukta maninas. No. Ye nye aravindaksha vimukta maninas. But when you divide it, ye anye aravinda aksha vimukta maninaha tvayi asta bhavat. See, this is bhavat. But here it became bhavad. See, here it is Bhavat. So, when the next word is uh, starting with a vowel, then the, the unvoiced becomes voiced. The ta becomes the. The means voiced, like from the deeper part of the throat. So, Bhavat becomes Bhavad. So, it's easy to pronounce. Asa asta Bhavad avishuddha buddhayaha. Tvayasta Bhavad avishuddha buddhayaha. Aruhya krichrena param padam tataha. Patanti adhaha. Anadrita yushmat. See Yushmat, mm, Yushmat, ending with a T there. But if you see in the verse, that ends with a D there, Yushmad, because next word is Angraya. 
Yushmadangrayaha. Instead of saying Yushmatangrayaha, it is difficult to pronounce. Yushmadangrayaha is easy to pronounce. The transition is easy. So when you chant it together, you chant as what it is appearing. But when you break it up, then you observe the different rules, uh, the different apostrophe and uh, the O and all this becomes Aha and where becomes what. So that's why when you see the word to word meaning, then you will get the idea of it. Alright. So, Vrajukishore has posted this shloka, 10.74.40. It's an important shloka actually, which I did not learn. But, it's a very important shloka, 10.74.40. Nindam Bhagavata Shrinvams Tatparasya Janasya Tato Napaiti Yahasopi Yatyatha Sukrata Chutaha. Anyone who fails to immediately leave the place where he hears criticism of the Supreme Lord or his faithful devotee will certainly fall down bereft of his pious credit. So, he is saying, especially the last line of this shloka is a good example of a Sandhi. Sahanao Astu. Sahanao avatu, sahanao avatu, yeah, sahanao avatu, sahanao bhunaktu. So here, yati adhaha sukritaha chutaha, sukritat, sorry, sukritat chutaha. So here you see yati with a y. That means when you are chanting it, you have to chant as if it's one word with the, with the second word. Yatyadhaha. When you see a Y or a V, when it ends with Y or V in the first word, that means the next word should be just joined and made chanted together. Yatyadhaha. Yatyadhaha. Huh? Actually, it is Yati with a I, ending with a I here. Sorry. Hmm. Yati and Adhaha down. Hmm. Sukrita Chutaha. This is another example of Sandhi. Sukritach Chutaha. Sukritach Chutaha. Easier to pronounce. But actually, if you divide it, Sukritat Chutaha. Sukritat Chutaha. It is very difficult to, to remove the tongue from the dental to the labial, uh, sorry, dental to the palatal. Sukritat Chutaha. You can't do it fast. Sukritat Chutaha. It is easier. Sukritat Chutaha. Sukritat Chutaha. It is difficult to move the transition. So therefore, the the rule is there. Sukritachutaha. But if you see here, Sukritat. So actually, even Sukritat itself is a two words. Su and Kritat. Actually, it's not two words. It's one word. But Su is a prefix, <coughs> just to mention as good. Su means good. So as you say, yeah. See from the good results. From, from means, this is coming from because of Tat. Like yesterday we have said Krishnad. Krishnadeva samuthitam jagadidam. From Krishna, this universes have come. So, Kritat means from good qualities. So, from good, I mean, Su means good. So, from the good results of his pious works. Kritat means works. Good works, pious works. From the good results of his pious works. So, in that, that is more grammar. What is Krishna, Krishnaha, 
ಏನು ಕೃಷ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾದ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣೇನ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣಂ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೊ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಅದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಅನದರ್ ಹೋಲ್ ಹೋಲ್ ಸೆಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಗ್ರಾಮಟಿಕಲ್ ರೂಲ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಸಂಸ್ಕೃತ್ ವಿ ನಾಟ್ ಗೋನ್ ಗೋ ಆಲ್ ಟು ಆಲ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಯು ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಯು ಲರ್ನ್ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾಸ್ ಬುಕ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸೀ ದ ಮೀನಿಂಗ್ ವರ್ಡ್ ಟು ವರ್ಡ್ ಯು ವಿಲ್ ಗೆಟ್ ದ ಹ್ಯಾಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಟ್ ಸೊ ಜಸ್ಟ್ just learn from there hmm? so in this way pretty much that is the end of the class <laughs> and if you have anything any other uh, any other questions you see like vishwambar prabhu has put here this is a vedic mantra saha nau avatu hmm? it is saha navavatu saha navavatu saha nau bhunaktu this is uh, um uh, we used to chant when we were young also vedic mantra but we never knew what it what the meaning was and even i think now also i don't know what the meaning is um but so saha now if you see saha now becomes nav because the next word is starting with a navavatu navav instead of saying saha now avatu it is more more of a tongue twister than saha navavatu so in that way uh, so these are rules of um, sandhi <coughs> so just try to understand the importance of it and um, it will help when we divide the words and try to understand every shloka with each word so that's why we are looking at this whole subject all right so then we will stop here um if there are no questions if there are any questions you know please feel free we will just wait a few seconds and see if there are any questions more okay so vimal vimal prabhu is asking 338 let's go to 338 dhume ವಹ್ನಿರ್ಹ್ನಿರ್ಸಿ so vahnir yatha darsho if you say vahnih yatha darsho vahnih yatha darsho it is very difficult it's a more of a tongue twister i mean you can still but it is difficult you have to do a lot of movement of your tongue and move and your vocal cords and everything vahnih yatha darsha malena cha yatha ulbena avrtah garbhah tatha tena idam avrtam so in this way you have to like break up everything it won't come in a flow ಧೂಮೇನಾವೃತೇವಹ್ನಿರ್ಯಥಾದರ್ಶೋ ಮಲೇನ ಚಥೋಲ್ಬೇನಾವೃತೋ ಗರ್ಭಸ್ತೇನೇದಮಾವೃತಂ ಸಿ ಹೌ ನೈಸ್ಲಿ ಇಟ್ ಫ್ಲೋಸ್ ಸೊ ಧೂಮೇನ ಆವೃತೆ ವಹ್ನಿ ಯಥಾದರ್ಶಃ ಸಿ ದಿಸ್ ವಿಸರ್ಗ ಅಹ ಯಥಾದರ್ಶಃ ಆದರ್ಶಃ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಮಿರರ್ ಆದರ್ಶಃ ಸಾರಿ ಯಥಾದರ್ಶಃ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಮಿರರ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ಸ್ ಆದರ್ಶೋ ಯಥಾದರ್ಶೋ ಮಲೇನ ಚ ಮಲೇನ ಚ ಇಸ್ ಸೇಮ್ 
yatha yathol benavrto there are three words there yatha ulbena avrtaha yatha sorry avrtaha yatha ulbena avrtaha becomes yathol ba yat what is it yathol bena avrtaha but then because there is a garbha there is a consonant there in the other side so that avrtaha becomes avrto yathol bena avrto so there are three words garbhas it is actually garbha but next word is tatha tatha sorry garbhas tatha otherwise it will be garbha tatha that will be breaking it it will not be smooth so garbhas tatha tenedam tena plus idam tenedam avratam so these are sandhi how do you pronounce tulsi prayers which one uh, next one is i think we have seen all of them how do you pronounce tulsi prayers what tulsi prayers the whole song that is actually a bengali song namo nama tulsi krishna prayasi namo nama radha krishna seva pavo e abhilashi this is actually bengali the rules of bengali sandhi are not the same as sanskrit no so we will actually not study so much about bengali sandhi you will pretty much understand when you see the when you see the verses you can learn from there but sanskrit the the sandhi rules are more complicated much more complicated there are so many rules so many categories of sandhis there are about 24 categories of sandhis i don't know actually what is all the 24 i have no idea so but enough for me to read prabhupada's books and when i see a word i can understand what is the word made up of what are the two or three words that that make up this word so that much if you can understand and that only how i learned just by reading prabhupada's books no other grammar grammar any grammar book or nothing nothing just prabhupada's books just observe and learn that's it so that's why there are differences in the words all right so what else um pramod so this is um, parashuram prabhu chapter 5 shloka 8 and 9 okay chapter 5 shloka 8 and 9 okay naiva kanchit karomi iti yukto manyet tatvavit pashyan shrinvan shrinvan sprishan jighran ashnan gachhan svapan svasan pralapan visrjan grahanan unmishan nimishan api ಇಂದ್ರಿಯಾಂದ್ರಿಯಾರ್ಥು ವರ್ತಂತ ಇಧಾರಯನ್ ಆಲ್ರೆಡಿ ಇಟ್ ಸೌಂಡ್ಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಅ ಟರ್ನ್ ಟ್ವಿಸ್ಟರ್ ವಿತ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಸಂಧಿ ಯು ಟೇಕ್ ಔಟ್ ದ ಸಂಧಿ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಅವರ್ ಟಂಗ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಟ್ವಿಸ್ಟೆಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಿಲ್ ನಾಟ್ ಮೂವ್ ಎನಿ ಮೋರ್ ಸೊ ನೈವ ನ ಪ್ಲಸ್ ಏವ ನೈವ ಸೊ ವೆನ್ ಯು ಸಿ ದಿಸ್ ಐ ನೈ ಎ ಐ ಐ ಸೊ ನೈ ನು ಯು ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಆಲ್ರೆಡಿ ಗೆಸ್ ದೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ಸಮ್ ಸಂಧಿ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಆನ್ ಯುವರ್ naiva that means na eva a plus a becomes i kinchit is a just by itself karomi iti ah, there is a sandhi here karomi plus iti karomi means i do iti means this yukto ending with o definitely it's a sandhi um, so what is that o means aha yuktaha manyeta so when there is a consonant on the other side on the next word the first word will become 
the I mean ending with aha becomes o. So when you see o, that means it's aha when you when you divide it. Manyeta tatvavit. Tatvavit is basically the same. It doesn't change anything. Pashyam. So this end with the <laughs> this is actually quite um, tricky. This end, but it is just if you see the actual word in the, in the word to word, it's pashyan with a normal n. But here it's pashyan with a tilde on top. What is that? Pashyan shrinvan. It's basically almost the same pronunciation. Pashyan chacha jajha nya 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 that nya chacha jajha nya. So shrinvan. If you see again, Pashyan Shrinvan. So Shr, Sh, Sh sound also is in the same place. Ch, the tongue is at the same place as, as Ch. So Sh, with the S with a line on top, the accent on top. I hope you know what I'm talking about. S, uh, sorry, S with a accent on top. This is Sh, Sh. When the tongue is almost touching at the middle of the palate, sh, sh is this sh from behind sh, and this is s normal s s sh sh s. So sh shrinvan shrinvan the shrinvan means to hear that is at the palatal place ch place. So the shrin the pashyan in the previous word. The Pashyan in the previous word, the N must be of the same Varga. Pashyan Shrinvan. So Pashyan Shrinvan. But it would sound almost the same. Pashyan. Pashyan Shrinvan. Pashyan Shrinvan. Just a slight difference, but it's almost the same. Pashyan Shrinvan. The N, when you say the Pashyan, the N, the, the tongue should be as at the Cha place. Pashyan Shrinvan. Pashyan Shrinvan. Sprishan Jigran. Sprishan. You see, hmm. Sprishan Jigran. Sprishan. Sprishan Jigran. So, ing is at the cha place instead of the dental place. Shrinman then Jigran. That's difficult to pronounce. Sprishan Jigran. Ashanan Gachan Swapan Shwasan. Pralapan Visrijan Grhanan. Unmishan Nemishan Napi. Indriyani Indriyartheshu Vartanta Ihadhara Indriyani Indriyartheshu There are three words there Indriyani Indriya Artheshu Indriyani Indriyartheshu Like one word But Indriyani If you see here Indriyani Indriya Artheshu Indriyani Indriyartheshu So that's how it is made Alright Now we have another quotation from somebody Malati Priya Mataji. Prabhupada on Sanskrit. Alright. <laughs> so Patel was always Sanskrit. So this can be uh, comical. So let's read. Prabhupada Jai. No, no, you can get, but other mostly 99% they do not know Sanskrit. Yes. And if you ask them to learn Sanskrit and they read Bhagavad Gita. Patel says, No, no, no. I said teach Sanskrit through Bhagavad Gita. Prabhupada, oh, that we are doing. Dr. Patel, that is what I said. Prabhupada saying that we are doing. We give each word's meaning, each word of any Sanskrit shloka, we give the meaning. That is right. Dr. Patel, that is the way I learned myself. I mean a student of 
Prabhupada said, if one is serious to learn, he can learn. There is no difficulty. No dharma, dharma kshetre, guru kshetre. One, one. Now, if he requires the word is dharma kshetra, why is it written kshetre? Then it is grammar. Dr. Patel, nah, that is what I say, that is what I, that is the way I learned. Prabhupada, so that, if he likes, he can learn it. Saptame, adhika, adhik, what is that? Adhikar saptame, sthana, kshetra, kshetre. Dharma Kshetra. If he simply tries to learn the nominative case, the objective case or like that, then he will learn. Dr. Patil, uh, Sanskrit, like that. All things in different ways. So, he is actually chanting something in Sanskrit and say like that. Prabhupada says, Sanjayo Vacha. It is nominative case. See, these are all very technical words. Sanjayo Vacha. Nominative case. So, what is nominative case? I don't even know. <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> so, Dharma Kshetra, Kuru Kshetra, Samaveta. Samavetaha, this is plural number. Yuyutsavaha, plural number. Mamakaha, Mamakaha is also plural number. Mamakaha means my sons. Mamakaha means singular. Mamakaha means plural. Actually, all this is there. Ekvachan, Dvivachan, Bahuvachan. That means singular, uh, dual and plural. And then there is tense, um, past tense and past participle and past tense and present and uh, future tenses are there then there is also the gender each is a everything is a, has a gender in sanskrit so the gender is there and then there is the grammar like krishna krishnam krishnaya krishnena krishne krishnad krishnasya you know all these you know these are all different uh, ways of by krishna from krishna to krishna um, what is that Mm, Krishna from Krishna, Krishna in Krishna. So in this way, there are so many things actually to learn in grammar. We don't have all the time. We can learn this just by looking at the word-to-word -word meaning. That's what you know. Prabhupada was saying. You know, Yujutsava plural number, Mamakaha Pandavas Chaiva. Pandava is plural number, and when it is added with cha, it becomes scha. The visarga in this way he can learn. Eva again, Sandhi. Mamaka Pandavascha Eva. Dr. Patel was saying, my meaning was that, my idea was that. So, Prabhupada is saying, yes, so any serious student, he can learn at home. It is not very difficult. And after studying one or one or two or a dozen sentences like that, automatically, yes, he learns Sandhi, he learns verb, he learns subject, object, everything. No time, otherwise I would have made Bhagavad Gita grammar. Prabhupada is saying, I would have made Bhagavad Gita grammar, teaching grammar through Bhagavad Gita. That would have been wonderful. But, Actually, Prabhupada is saying you can learn it. As Prabhupada said, you see 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and you know, 10, 20 verses you see, you see the pattern. Slowly, slowly you will get the hang of it. That's what I am saying. You will get the hang of it as you. But please put in the effort of looking at the word-to-word -word meaning. Try to understand it in depth. Hmm. So, Prabhupada said, you can do that. You can do that. People will read it, Bhagavad Gita grammar. On the Bhagavad Gita teaching, teach them grammar. Just like Jiva Goswami compiled Harinamamrita Vyakaran. So Jiva Goswami actually did, yes, Harinamamrita Vyakaran. It, the whole idea of that book was taken from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. When he was Nimai Pandit, I mean, as a small young adolescent scholar, he used to teach grammar with Krishna's words. Harinamamrita Vyakaran. So Vyakaran means grammar. Nama means name. Harinama means the Hari's name. Amrita means nectar. So, um, grammar using the nectar of the holy names of Hari. So, just like that, that verse from Mukundamala Stotra.
we will see again that verse because this is the topic now mukundamala stotra 43rd verse krishna rakshatu no jagatra yaguru krishnam namadvam sada krishnena khila shatravo vinihata krishnaya tasmai namaha krishna deva samutthitam jagaditam krishnasya dasosmyaham krishne tishthati vishvametadakhilam he krishna rakshasvamam so he is teaching grammar here in this verse krishno krishnaham you know all this we have already seen this before in the other sessions krishnam uh, krishno then there is krishnam then there is krishnena akhila actually this is krishnena plus akhila krishnena akhila then there is krishnaya then there is krishnat actually is krishnat but because there is a vowel next so krishnad the the voiced sound will come out then krishnasya then krishne and then krishna see how many variations of the word krishna so if you see the word to word then you will understand the meaning so in this way just observe and learn and you will get good good hold of sanskrit like many people they tell me oh you have very good understanding of sanskrit i say not at all you ask me to speak i can't even speak one sentence in in sanskrit hmm. but when we see prabhupada's books in the way that he has presented even if we don't know anything we can just look at the word to word meaning this is why this is why the the whole um, word to word meaning is so important the synonyms um, the most underrated part of prabhupada's books the devotees don't even know that's why the 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 original version of prabhupada's books the small pocket version they printed the original 1972 version so called but there is no sanskrit devanagari script and there is no word to word meaning even okay even if there is no devanagari script at least the word to word meaning that is what will help you learn the shloka because you will then understand each and every word and then you will understand the the division and because when you understand sanskrit you will understand a little more than just english like uh, as we already um, learned in the first lesson like putra means usually it's son it is translated as son but you know oh the big meaning of the word putra how he delivers father from hell otherwise he is mutra he is urine so that means the duty of a son is all embedded in that one word putra so there is all this background you will get when you hear that sanskrit word whereas when you hear the word son there is no background there is no depth to it nothing so to understand the depth to appreciate the depth more we need to understand the sanskrit words so just put a little effort it doesn't take much effort actually to learn enough for us to understand the verses it doesn't take much effort yeah if you want to become a sanskrit scholar like phd and all that yes that is like 12 years and all that. but <clears throat> to understand prabhupada's books and to understand the grammar from there pick up from there it actually just comes as you just put in effort it will come you you will be able to understand all these rules very easily i learned myself how i am teaching you how am i teaching you these things i never went of course i did basics of sanskrit when i was in my teenage years but i was not at all interested in the subject at that time because there was no reason for me to learn it's just to score some marks in the examination that's all and i had i learned a little bit almost 
I remember maybe 1 or 2 percent of what I actually studied there in the Sanskrit class. But I used to get like almost 100 percent marks, 98 out of 100, you know, that, that score I used to get. But it was just like out of rote, it was just like just vomit and then after the exam completely forget it, that kind of Sanskrit. But <clears throat> to actually be interested in it and to understand it and use it to learn the shlokas and remember them, that all started with Prabhupada's books and training from Sundar Gopal Prabhu. So that is how it all started. So you just put the effort, even though you are completely new to the language, you will get a hold of it. You will get a hold of it, for sure. Uh, yes, actually before we go, I have one character which is very difficult. Yesterday I should have probably touched upon that. But... Um, what is the verse? Janma karma No. Jnana yajnana. Okay. Jnana. This jnana is a is a very important sound which many people, many devotees get it wrong. All right. We will go to the, this word jnana. Mm. Hmm. You see this jnana yoga sankhyanam, jnana yogena sankhyanam. This jnana in yellow, highlighted in yellow, how to pronounce this? Many devotees say jnana. Jnana. No, it is not jnana. It's jnana. Jnana. It is, the tongue should be at j. J. But then you don't pronounce the j. Jnana. But jnana. Jnana. So there is a kind of g kind of sound. Jnana. But actually, it's not jnana. It's jnana. Jnana. The tongue is at the j. J. When you say j, j. Ch, ch, j, j. Jnana. So this is. I'll write down. You know, ch, ch. This is aspirated, unvoiced, unaspirated, un unvoiced, aspirated. This is all palatal series. Ch varga. Ch, ch. J, J, we don't have place. <laughs> okay, get, get rid of all this. Again, Ch, Ch, J, J, Nya. Now, Jnana, Jnana is this and this combined together becomes this. And jnana is added, is ana. So this is jnana, jnana, jnana. That's how it's pronounced. It's not jnana. And it's not exactly jnana. Jnana, in usually in many Indian languages, in Hindi and Marathi and Gujarati, um, it is pronounced as jnana, gya, like g, jnana. But in Sanskrit, that is wrong. But you, if you pronounce it like jnana or like a G sound, it is not really wrong because, because of Marathi. But if you want to be pure, pure Sanskrit, it is wrong. So it is, the way it is pronounced is jnana, jnana, jnana. It's not jnana, it's just start from there, but jnana, jnana. So the sound will come like the G, jnana. But if you say even jnana, like g, 
Jnana, it is not completely wrong because other Indian languages have that kind of a pronunciation for this. But in Sanskrit, it is not like that. So, that is this. So, don't pronounce it as Jnana, that is completely off. Jnana, Jnana. Just start with J, J, Jnana. Transition it to Nya, Nya, Jnana. So, the N with a tilde on top is, uh, tilde on top is the Nya, Nya. By alone it's Nya and add the J, Jnana. So, like that. Alright, I think, <laughs> Maluti Prematuji, thanks for your time and effort to teach us. Um, only I'm not an expert, but uh, thank you for attending. And um, tomorrow it will be more interesting because we will learn the tunes for each of those verses and how to decide which tune to use when we see a shloka. How to decide and then uh, what are the variations of tunes for the same length. So all this we will learn tomorrow and we will look at example verses and everything. That subject at least I have a little more hold of. It's not that I have complete hold of that, but whatever verses are there in Srila Prabhupada's books, Bhashna's Masi by Prabhupada's Masi, we are able to chant that, all the verses and the tunes. Mm. There are verses maybe in other places which we may not be able to be able to chant, but um, Prabhupada's books, pretty much all of them, uh, the verses are chantable, <laughs> it's tunes that we know. So tomorrow we will go into all that. So until then, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much for coming on and we'll see you tomorrow. Jai Shri Prabhupada ki jai. Hare Krishna. Anantakodi Vaishnavrindu ki jai.